Hey, I hope God has been speaking to you from the worship this morning. And we're on the fourth and final sermon from our sermon series, Healthy on the Inside. And in this sermon series, we've been uh, exploring how to stay healthy on the inside. How do we stay healthy spiritually and emotionally? Healthy from the inside out. And today we're going to be looking at the story of Hannah from the book of 1 Samuel chapter 1. So if you have your Bibles, make your way on over to the book of 1 Samuel chapter 1 in the Old Testament. And the the reason Hannah's story, which we're going to be looking at this morning, the reason her story is so powerful is because it was so far from perfect. She didn't live in an environment that was ideal for spiritual growth or for internal spiritual health. So how do you stay healthy on the inside when things on the outside are unhealthy? How do you stay healthy on the inside uh, and spiritually healthy on the inside when things are less than perfect on the outside? And that's what we're going to be looking at this morning. Because the truth is that it's hard to maintain uh, health when you're in an unhealthy environment. But it's easy to maintain health when you're in a healthy environment. Take your diet, for example. How many of you have found that if you have junk food in the house, it is very hard to maintain a healthy diet? I've learned that if we have chips or chicken nuggets or any kind of ice cream or any kind of marshmallows in our house, we either have to get rid of all the junk food or eat the junk food and then start our diet. There's no way we can leave Thin Mints in the house Diet or no diet, those things are going to get destroyed. And so we have to have a healthy atmosphere if we want to have a healthy life. And just like that, internally, spiritually, we need to have a healthy atmosphere so we can stay healthy on the inside. But life isn't perfect. Things happen. Oftentimes, things happen that aren't in our control. And so we have things like an unexpected bill or a broken down car, or a health condition, or sometimes it's things as simple as a friend or a spouse saying something hurtful to you, or even even having a long day at work or a long day with the kids. These things are often out of our control and can create an environment that challenges us spiritually and emotionally. So how do you stay healthy on the inside when things are challenging on the outside. And this brings us to the story of Hannah in 1 Samuel chapter 1. And if you have your Bibles, turn there. Because Hannah lived in an environment that was far from perfect, far from ideal. And she lived in an atmosphere that was far from healthy uh, on the outside. And so just to bring you up to speed on everything that's going on in her story, Hannah lived in Israel and she had a husband named Elkanah. Only her relationship with Elkanah was quite unique and it was challenging because Elkanah actually had two wives. Hannah was his first wife and a woman named Penina was the second wife. And to make matters worse, Hannah had a deep desire for children, but she couldn't have any. And Penina could and she did have many children. Where this story comes into focus for us is in Penina's treatment of Hannah in 1 Samuel chapter 1 in verse number 2 and 6. Look at verse number 2 and 6. And he, Elkanah, had two wives. The name of the one was Hannah, and the name of the other was 
Penina, and Penina had children, but Hannah had no children. And her adversary, Hannah's adversary, Penina, provoked her sore for to make her fret because the Lord had shut up her womb. So Hannah and Penina were married to Elkanah. Penina had children. Hannah didn't have children. And uh, Penina constantly provoked and said unkind things to Hannah because she couldn't have kids. For some reason, Penina just ridiculed and was very mean to Hannah because she was barren. And this is what Hannah had to live with. And it gets worse in verse number seven. Look at verse number seven. And as he did so year by year, when she went up to the house of the Lord, so she provoked her, Penina provoked Hannah. Therefore, Hannah wept and did not eat. So to add insult to injury, Every year, the entire family would travel to the tabernacle. They'd go on a kind of family vacation, travel to the tabernacle. And the entire time they were traveling, every single year, Penina would ridicule and say unkind things to Hannah because she couldn't have kids. Now, I don't know about you. If if I had to travel with someone who was always ridiculing me every single year, year in and year out, always ridiculing and saying unkind things, after a while, I'd probably snap, right? I think so would you. After a while, you would respond back in kind to that person because of the things they were saying. Yet, it never records, Scripture never records that Hannah ever responded to Penina's insults and provocations. Of all the years Hannah had to deal with, Penina bugging her and egging her on and ridiculing her, Hannah never responded. You want to know what the first step is? To stay healthy on the inside when things are unhealthy on the outside? Don't respond in kind. When life is trying to uh, tear you down, when the environment around you, when the atmosphere around you is challenging and pressuring you, don't respond in kind. Hannah was able to maintain spiritual health because she didn't respond in kind to the unhealthy environment around her. You see, when we respond in kind to the hurts and the pains and the wrongs and that surround us, it corrodes our spiritual internal health. When someone wrongs us and we respond in bitterness, or when an unexpected problem arises and we respond in fear, or when an event happens that we have no control over and we respond in anxiety, those responses corrode our soul and make us unhealthy on the inside because of what's unhealthy on the outside. It's it's like rust. So uh, probably around last year, uh, we had a a leak in our faucet. Only we didn't recognize that we had, we didn't realize we had a leak in our faucet until maybe a couple weeks after the fact. And so we looked under our uh, under our sink one day and we noticed that there was a leak and that leak had been dripping, steadily dripping all over one of our cast iron cooking pans. You know, the, the big heavy ones that are expensive. Yeah, that was the one it was dripping on and it had rusted all the way through our cooking pan. That's what responding in kind to the problems and the pressures of life does to our soul. It rusts it. It corrodes it. It breaks it down over time. That's that's what happened. That's what could have happened to Hannah, but she never responded 
in kind. Hannah didn't give in to this. Hannah didn't respond in kind to Penina's ridicule and the steady leak of her unkind behavior. You see, we become healthy on the inside, not when we give in to the tensions and the temptations and the pressures around us, but when we rise above them. So a couple weeks ago, I was out on a walk. And while I was out on a walk, I saw this hawk flying above where I was. And this hawk was a big, beautiful bird. And then all of a sudden, I saw that this little bird swooped down on the hawk and started pecking at it and started attacking it. And so I got my phone out getting ready. I'm like, oh, this hawk, this hawk's going to destroy this little bird. And I was getting ready. I had it on record. But when I went to push record, this hawk never responded to this little bird. This little bird would peck at it and wait for the hawk to respond. Even as I was waiting for the hawk to respond, the hawk never responded. And did you know eventually that little bird, that little bird just flew away? You see, you know that there are, there are going to be many times when there are little birds pecking at our life, trying to get us to respond trying to break down our health from the inside out. Sometimes it's going to be people. Sometimes it's going to be events. Sometimes it's going to be pressures or problems. The moment we respond in kind to the little bird in our life is the moment we become just as small as it is. You see, Jesus said it best in Matthew chapter 5 and verse number 44. He said, But I say unto you, Love your enemies, bless them that curse you, do good to them that hate you, and pray for them which despitefully use you and persecute you. Jesus says we can rise above the hurts and the problems and the pressures of life. Jesus says we can be bigger than those. He's, he says we can, uh, when we're facing challenges on the outside, we can still have strength and peace and poise on the inside, from the inside out. It may not always be easy, but it will be easier on your heart. You see, so maybe you're wondering, okay, pastor, what do I do with the hurts and the pains of life? What do I do with those things? The hurts and the pains and the pressures of life, they come at me. What do I do with those things? I can't just ignore them. What do I do with the challenges on the outside that try to make me unhealthy on the inside? Look at verse number nine and 10. Look at verse number nine and 10. So Hannah rose up after they had eaten in Shiloh and after they had drunk. Now Eli, the priest, sat upon a post of the temple of the Lord, and she was in bitterness of soul and prayed unto the Lord and wept sore. Hannah didn't respond in kind to Penina's ridicule and words. So what did Hannah do? What did Hannah do with everything she felt on the inside? She rose up, went to the tabernacle, and prayed. She gave it to God. How do we stay healthy on the inside when things are unhealthy on the outside? Go to prayer with your pain. Go to prayer with your pain. It's true that we respond in kind to the hurts and problems of life and that they corrode us when we respond in kind. But the answer isn't to ignore those things. The answer isn't to stuff those things down. The answer isn't to act like those things don't exist or aren't hurting us. You see, prayer promotes heart health. 
Prayer promotes heart health. Prayer promotes the the health from the inside out. Let me encourage you this morning, make daily prayer a part of your priorities, a part of your schedule. Hannah was a woman of prayer. Hannah didn't hold on to her pain or stuff it in or ignore it or act like it wasn't there. In prayer, she acknowledged it. She walked into it and she shared it with God. In dealing with the hurts and the pressures and the pains of the heart, Gerald Seitzer said this. He said, the quickest way to reach the sun in the light of day is not to run west chasing after it, but to head east into the darkness until you finally reach the sunrise. You see, prayer is supposed to be the place where God walks with us into the hurts and the anxieties and the fears of our heart and then bears them with us and bears them for us. Hannah put it this way in verse number 15. She said, And Hannah answered and said, No, my Lord, I am a woman of sorrowful spirit. I have drunk neither wine nor strong drink, but I have poured out my soul before the Lord. Hannah said she was pouring herself out to the Lord. Curious word, pouring herself out to the Lord. You see, because Hannah is saying that we have a place to go with everything that's on the inside. Let me illustrate it to you this way. You see, it's like a bottle. Problems and pains and fears and anxieties pour into us and fill us up. What most people try to do when we are filled up with the the problems and the pains and the pressures and the hurts and the tensions of life, what most people try to do is we stuff it down. We try to avoid it or we cope with it like we talked about last week. Or because it's so full, we start pouring it out on other people. All of the problems and the hurts and tensions, we, we stuff it away or we pour it out on people. But when we do that, pressure builds and we become unhealthy on the inside. So what we learn today is not to ignore the struggles that we have in life, not to cope with them, not to stuff them down or ignore them. When we are hurting, when you are hurting, you have a friend that is with you that wants you to pour it out on him. You know what Hannah learned? that she wasn't going to pour her struggles out on other people. She wasn't going to ignore them. She wasn't going to stuff them down. She was going to pour them out on her God. When you're anxious because you don't know what's going to happen, pour it out on God. When you're hurting because a friend betrayed you, pour that out on God. When you don't know what's going on and you fear fearful, pour that out on God. When you feel the problems and the tensions and the exhaustions of life coming at you and stirring up your health on the inside, pour that out to God. What do you need to pour out to God this morning? What are you feeling strained about that you need to pour out to God? What do you need to be pouring out to God instead of pouring into your spouse, pouring into your children, pouring into those around you? What do you need to be pouring out to God instead of pushing down? When you're fighting to stay healthy on the inside, because life is healthy on the outside, make prayer the priority in your life. You see, prayer isn't the afterthought. It's the answer. You see, we don't need to respond in kind because we can respond in prayer. Now, because Hannah uh, had poured herself out to God in prayer, look at what she does in verse number 11. 
And she vowed a vow and said, O Lord of hosts, if thou wilt indeed look on the affliction of thine handmaid and remember me and not forget thine handmaid, but will give unto thine handmaid a man child, then I will give him unto the Lord all the days of his life and there shall no razor come upon his head. You see, after Hannah poured herself out to God, instead of pouring herself out onto the people she loved, and instead of stuffing it down or ignoring it, after she poured herself out to God, she made a vow to God. If God would just give her a man-child, a son, if God would give her a child, she would literally give her son back to God to serve as a priest at the tabernacle the rest of his life. There's so much we could talk about just in this one verse right here. But don't you find it amazing that after spending time in prayer, she actually strengthens her resolve and desire for children? I mean, you'd think that because of all the ridicule and all the pain that Penina had caused her because she didn't have any children and couldn't have any children, you'd think that Hannah would just give up. You'd think that Hannah would say, I'm done with this desire. I'm done with this dream. I'm done with this calling that God's put inside of me. I am just going to give up on the whole idea of children. But she doubles down on her belief. She doubles down on the dream that God put inside of her heart. She doubles down on the desire that and the calling that God put inside of her. She made a desperate vow. God, if you will give me a man child, if you'll give me a son, I will give that son back to you to serve you all the days of his life. How was she able to do this? How is it that she was able to do this in the midst of so much tension, in the midst of so much pain and pressure? How was she able to pursue her dream with even more resolve than before? Because when we respond in prayer, it gives us a supernatural strength. It gives us a supernatural ability to press forward. Prayer gives us supernatural strength to follow God. That's that God's put on our heart, the desire that God's put on our heart. I don't know how many of you like um, like drinks that have caffeine or energy in them. I love drinks that have caffeine or energy in them. These things are what keep me alive. You know what I've recently discovered works wonders for me? It's a double shot of espresso. I'm telling you, when I get a double shot of espresso in my heart, in my soul, and in my body, it gives me the jolt I need when I'm feeling, feeling tired, when I'm feeling exhausted, when I've gotten up too early or too late. This is, I mean, that, that double shot of espresso is exactly what I need. You know, I'd like to think that prayer is espresso for the soul. I'd like to think that prayer is the thing that we go to when we need supernatural strength and supernatural energy from God. When we need supernatural caffeine, prayer is what gives it to us because God meets us in prayer and he gives us the supernatural ability we need to follow through with and to live out the callings and the desires and the dreams that he's put inside our heart. Let me tell you this morning that you don't need to give up on that dream that God's put inside of you, that you don't need to give up on the calling he's placed on your life. You don't need to give up on the desires that he's put in you. In prayer, God will fill you with a supernatural strength that you never had before so that you can live out the calling and the dreams and the desires he's put on your heart, regardless of how unhealthy the atmosphere around you may be. That's what prayer does. That's the power of prayer. You see this, the apostle Paul tells us in Philippians chapter four, in verse number 13, he says, I can do all things through Christ, which strengtheneth me. The strength you need doesn't come from what's around you. It comes from who's in you. 
You see, you can be healthy on the inside, even when things are unhealthy on the outside. Because of prayer, Hannah didn't give up on the desire and the dream that God had put on her life. She leaned into it. She grabbed a hold of it even tighter than she did before. She kept her heart fixed on the path and the direction God had placed in, in front of her. You see, it's like blinders that we put on horses so that they don't look to the right and they don't look to the left. You put blinders on the horses, they don't get distracted or uh, afraid. You put blinders on them so they can look forward, look straight ahead. That's what prayer does. It makes it so we don't keep our focus on the things to the left or things to the right, things that are hurting us, things and the pressures and the problems and the hurts of life. It keeps our focus right on Jesus Christ. You see, prayer gives us strength and fixes our focus on Jesus Christ and the dreams and the callings he's put on our life. This is what Hannah learned. But look at what happened as a result of this in verse number 19 and 20. Look at what happened as a result of all this in verse number 19 and 20. In verse number 20, it says, Wherefore it came to pass, when the time was come, about after Hannah had conceived, that she bare a son and called his name Samuel, saying, Because I have asked him of the Lord. You see, after years of childlessness, after years of ridicule and hurt and unkindness from Penina, God gave Hannah a child, Samuel. Her son Samuel would become one of the most powerful and beloved prophets in all of Israel's history. The unhealthy environment Hannah lived in and the burden of childlessness that she carried couldn't keep her from being healthy on the inside and it eventually became her greatest story. Sometimes God will transform your greatest burden into your greatest blessing. You see, right now I am surrounded by all these yellow, beautiful flowers. But did you know that these flowers aren't actually flowers? They're actually weeds. They're, 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 they're weeds that you don't, you don't want. If these were in your yard, you'd, you'd tear them down, you'd cut them down, you'd get the weed whacker, you'd get the roundup. You'd get rid of all these weeds, you don't want them. Yet, as we see all this color around us, we can't help but be in wonder at the beauty that can sometimes come from weeds. The beauty that sometimes weeds create. Often in our life, in your life, God brings wonder from the weeds. God can use what is unhealthy on the outside to make us healthy on the inside. Sometimes God transforms your greatest burden into your greatest blessing. And that's the decision we can make this morning in prayer.